Hey, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm the host of a new football podcast called Slow News Day. I want to tell you about it. On Mondays, Lindsey Jones and I will recap the weekend in football that was, as well as look ahead to what's next. On Wednesday, the normal Slow News Day, the thing you've been watching for years, current players, current coaches, current analysts talking about the football world. And on Friday, it's a wild card. Could be some college football, could be more pro stuff. It's a video podcast, so you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Spotify. It's Slow News Day. It's the Full Go presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. And right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays, or SGPs as the kids like to call them, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. And present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Chicago everywhere. Check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go Podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. <laughs> he is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer. Spotify original. Yeah. What episode? Well, I can't even ask what episode this is because I'm all alone today on episode 190 of the Full Go podcast. Welcome on in. I am Jason Goff. Usually I'm surrounded by my star team, my production crew of Tony Gill and Jesse Lopez, but it's Christmas and the boys have the day off and rightfully so. They've been dealing with my shenanigans all year long. So, uh, Merry Christmas to the fellas and their families. Merry Christmas to y'all out there that are listening right now. Happy holidays to you. Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Happy Kwanzaa coming up here. Uh, ho, 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 and a bottle of moat to all my people out there that's, you know, trying to get through these holidays. Um, I'm here simply because Bears Bills happened, right? And it happened in horrible weather. We'll get to our uh, our man on the street, my man Tony Gill, who is actually out there at the game. But Bills win 35 to 13 on the shores of Lakeshore Drive, where the Chicago Bears seemingly have come to the position in the growth arc or maturation arc of Justin Fields where it's stay in the pocket time. And, and I, you know, it's how are you going to take your medicine with the candy or are you just going to take it straight bitter and with no water to back it up? You know what I mean? Like back in the days, I used to ask for a little bit of, little bit of water, a little bit of something after the medicine, 
yeah, my grandmother wasn't going. It, it seems like right now Luke Getze and the Chicago Bears offensive brain trust are trying to make Justin Fields take his medicine before the season is up so that they can have some tape to evaluate going into the season uh, for next year and going into this offseason for things to work on in terms of just staying in the pocket because this was a game plan where you didn't even have to have the QB contain or the quarterback spy looks that uh, the Buffalo Bills defense was presenting, especially in the second half, because they kept him in the pocket for most of the game. He had seven runs, seven runs for 11 yards, and it's, it's, it's clear, it's simple. You know, the, the, the evolution of Justin Fields in the passing game where he's going to have to hit guys with anticipation and accuracy and run after the catch, well, right now, he is the run after the snap. The only big plays that are coming, well, the 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 consistent big plays that are coming in the Chicago Bears offense is Justin Fields running the football. And today you saw it, you know, the big catch by Bayless Jones. Like you'll see the two or three throws that we talk about on a weekly basis with Justin, where he drops it in the bucket. That throw to Bayless Jones uh, over Tredavious White and right in front of the safety. By the way, Tredavious White uh, had himself, you know, I won't say a shaky ball game, but there was some some uh, things out there that the former All-Pro is still bouncing back from in terms of his injury. But, man, that thing today, well, yesterday, I should say, as we're taping this on Sunday morning, that thing yesterday, that Bears offense, they, you know, the the defense, you got to tip your cap to because they are bereft of talent, especially on the front four. Uh, the, the defensive line, you know, we talk about evaluating Justin Fields with better targets. I'd love to evaluate that that back seven. And I'm talking about those linebackers in that secondary if this defense had a um, a sustainable pass rush, something to put a little bit of pressure on the quarterback, something to make it uncomfortable. Because I, I, I'll say this, you know, the Bills are a fine football team, right? One of the top five teams in the league. But uh, the Bills are very fallible. You know, Josh Allen gave away the ball a couple of times again uh, against the Bears. You know, Kyler Gordon gets his second game in a row with an interception. Um, you know, Matt Adams and Nicholas Morrow, the guys that I'm talking about, where you're going into next year thinking that, you know, what's your linebacking core looking like? Jack Sanborn is, is going to be in the mix. Uh, Nicholas Morrow, the guy that they signed uh, off in free agency, made a couple of plays before he took on some friendly fire and got dinged uh, in, the, in the second half of the ball game by Matt Adams. Matt Adams forced a fumble, right? So the Bears linebacking crew, the Bears defense as a whole, especially in the first, I'd say, two and a half quarters of this game, they, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They were opportunistic. They made the Bills turn the ball over. They gave the Bears offense a short field. Uh, but, of course, the, the the mistakes that the Bears made on the offensive side of the football, whether it be the David Montgomery fumble, uh, Dante Pettis drops a big, I believe, third down catch. Um, by the way, the, the Dante Pettis experiment, like these are the things we're talking about where the margin for error for the Chicago Bears is so, so small. In, in fact, it, it might be non-existent. The reason why they've lost eight straight games because they can hang in some of these games because I think they're getting coached up. And this is the thing that we haven't really talked about a lot on this pod and talked about this season. Uh, I haven't heard much conversation about it outside of a few Bears pods that I listen to, but I don't know how much talk we're going to have for the first time in a very long time about the coaching uh, carousel here in the city of Chicago. Not not just with head coaching, because Matt Eberflus, it feels like he's he's um, resonated not only with this group, but with the organization, with the people who have chosen him to be the head coach of this team. I, I feel like Ryan Poles and the Bears ownership group feels very good about the head coach that they have right now in terms of building from the ground up. 
and the, the culture that he is trying to establish. And you can see a bunch of young guys, the, the youngest team in the NFL, uh, a bunch of young guys have, have taken to his coaching. But I don't think we're going to be talking about the offensive coordinator going anywhere. You know, because he's had his ups and downs this season. I don't think we're going to talk about the defense. I could be wrong, but uh, Allen Williams over these last couple of games, especially against two Super Bowl contenders, especially against two MVP-style quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Buffalo Bills, I think the defense uh, bereft of talent on that front, you know, in, in that in that on that defensive line in that front four. I think they've I think they've acquitted themselves nicely. Right, like for three quarters, this Bears defense did what it had to do: turn, turn the Bills over, uh, got them off the field on fourth downs, and this is without a pass rush. Right, the, the, Josh Allen was sacked one time, and that was close to the line of scrimmage, so there was really no no loss of any yardage. He was forced to turn over the ball twice, and and Josh Allen, one of those. I mean, he, you know, Kyler Gordon, the the pick that he got, Josh Allen ran clear to the right side of the hash and threw across his body all the way to the left side of the hash. Uh, the, 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 the way that he has put the ball in harm's way, uh, this season is the reason why I think the Kansas City Chiefs are the better team because Patrick Mahomes just simply doesn't make some of the mistakes that Josh Allen makes. And, you know, we, we actually saw a Buffalo Bills team that was more complete. Now, this is the part where you might take a knock on the Bears defense or take a knock or shot against Allen Williams. The Bills were were able to run the football in a way that I wasn't expecting. Um, I know the Bears defense has allowed some rushing yards, but the Bills have kind of been relying on Josh Allen this entire season. Not kind of, but have been relying on Josh Allen this entire season, much in the way that the Bears have been relying on Justin Fields to be the run game. Now, of course, the Bears have David Montgomery, and they work back Khalil Herbert into the fold after coming off his injury and injury reserve stint. By the way, Khalil Herbert, you know, the, the guy that we saw before the injury, Obviously, you don't expect him to be 100% because nobody's 100% right now in the NFL season. But six carries for seven yards, you know, they were, they were, it was kind of flipped where before the injury, we saw Khalil Herbert with the explosive plays and able to sustain some kind of, you know, run game and, and, and move the chains. Now it's David Montgomery, who I thought ran the football pretty well. I mean, he had a 28-yard long, but for the most part, got around four yards to carry for you. The Bears' offense wasn't as explosive on the ground as it needs to be, and this is the best running offense in the game. So the Bills did what they had to do, which is kept Justin Fields in the pocket, uh, you know, looked at David Montgomery and said, you're not going to beat us. Looked at the big plays and said, y'all not going to beat us. Ten and in, you're going to have to win. And they came up and made tackles. The Bills are a Super Bowl contender for a reason. They're 12-3 and for a reason. They're heavily reliant on Josh Allen. And they've got a a rotation, whether it be Epineza or uh, Russo Jr. or Phillips. I mean, your man Von Miller went down, and this team is still able to get to the quarterback. Not not obviously with the, the impact that you had before Von Miller, but there's still, you know, a front seven that I feel confident in defensively. The Bears did not do what they normally do. And like I said, if this is the 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 200 level or 300 level courses of quarterbacking when it comes to Luke Getze's offense inside the end of this season, so you could have something to put on tape as far as, okay, we made him stay in the pocket and this is what we saw, this is what we liked, this is what we didn't like. I understand the growing pains, but you're going to take a loss like this. 
And I thought this game would be close to the very end, which it was, right? This is a one-score ball game with, I believe, six, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. So the Bears had them right where they wanted them, even with a game plan that I don't think was conducive to winning on the offensive end, as long as it pays off in the end, though. As, as long as Justin Fields is learning something, as long as he's coming out of this thing healthy now, at the end of the game, he seemed a little bit banged up. He was limping at the end of the game. If, if there is an injury issue, which is why you're going, you know, in a certain direction with the scheme, then hopefully it doesn't preclude him from missing any time in the offseason or going into next season, Her because the last thing that you want to have happen in these final two games of the season is to have Justin Fields aggravate some lingering injury or create a new one because you're exposing him to, uh, you know, the limited protection, shall we say. And, and I, I've been singing the praises of Braxton Jones, right? And, and he had Larry Borm next to him this game. So I don't know if that was the biggest difference, but no Tevin Jenkins in there. This team looks a lot different. No Cody White here in there. This team looks a lot different. Obviously, those being two of their best offensive linemen. Braxton Jones, who I thought was progressing, taking incremental steps, you know, higher and higher in terms of being a fifth-round draft pick out of Southern Utah and how much you sh- you should be counting on a guy like that. They didn't double a whole lot this game. And I think in the in the third and especially in the fourth quarter is that protection started to break down a little bit on the left side. So, you know, I'll, I'll go back and take a second look at it as we get deeper into this week and hear what they have to say after they go back and take a look at the film. But I thought the Bills were very beatable. And I thought the, if it was the weather or the game plan or whatever the case may be, they were sleepwalking the first, you know, quarter and a half of that football game. The Bears were up 10 to 6 at halftime. And this is the next level of the, not only the maturation for Justin Fields, but the maturation for this team. We're going to have to see them close out some of these games. You know, we could talk all in all about what we feel about the second pick in the draft, third pick in the draft. Hell, if the Texans do what they got to do down the stretch, maybe, maybe the Bears might have the first pick in the draft and have that much more leverage on teams trying to, you know, jump up to get, uh, you know, the kid out of Alabama or, you know, Will Levis out of Kentucky or whoever, whoever the top quarterbacks will be when this draft process is done. But at the same time, you want to see them finish some of these football games. You want to see them actually you know, get rewarded for how hard they're playing out there. Because that's one thing I will say. I don't think this team has given up. You know, early, midway through this season, before the Roquan Smith trade, those two games where back-to-back games, they were giving up 200-plus yards rushing. It was a turning point in the season. And Robert Quinn and Roquan were still on the squad. And when you when you let those guys go, when you trade those guys at the trade deadline, we could have saw this defense and this team go one of two ways where it's like, okay, two of the leaders of the team, two of the best players on the team are no longer with the squad. It's time to fold up shop, save yourself and and watch some of these young players go at it. But this team has, I thought, I think, you know, played with a resiliency that frankly you don't have to play with. I, I know guys out there still fighting for jobs, but getting beat over and over again in football, I, I'm sure, is a um, a mental and physical taxing that none of us ever could imagine or put into words. So this team stayed in it. They stayed in the fight. You know, th- this score is going to look crazy at the end of the season because it's going to be like, oh, remember when the Bills beat you twenty uh, by 22 points? But they were in this game to the very end. And that's all you can ask for for the youngest team in the NFL and also a very, very, very flawed roster. Like, 
Like I mentioned, there are still way too many guys who are special teamers who are in real positions who are being asked to make plays. It's only so much so much you can ask from DeAndre Houston Carson. Uh, it's, it's only so much you can ask for a lot of these wide receivers that are out here. I mean, Byron Pringle makes a, a play, you know, once a game or so. Uh, Valus Jones actually had one of the better games of his NFL career. A couple of catches, 52 yards. I thought he played well on special teams. Cole Komet, I was expecting a bigger game out of him. But when you only got to, you know, when you when you got to zero in on a couple of guys uh, offensively as a defense, whether it be Cole Komet or David Montgomery or just stopping uh, Justin Fields from getting outside the pocket, it, you know, it, it narrows it down. It's easier to execute when there's only a few targets out there. So Cole Komet got seven, what, Six targets, five catches for 27 yards. Everything was close to the line of scrimmage outside of the couple of boots that they ran early on in the game. Like the first drive and a half, two drives of this game, I thought the Bears were going to be cooking with gas because Justin Fields was getting outside the pocket, because he was running a little bit, because he was using his legs. And there was a couple of plays where Luke Getzey actually drew up, you know, those those wide open plays where you see a drag. I think it was I think it was Dante Pettis that, that was on one of those drags where his, uh, you know, a, a QB bootleg. You got three different levels. And Nikhil Harry was out there. Brian Pringle was out there. And Dante Pettis was out there. And he hit Dante Pettis on the crossing route. So there's some things that are still being drawn up out there, but they, they're all coming off of the legs of Justin Fields. So if you limit those legs, if you put him in the in the pocket the way Lou Getze wanted him to throw from the pocket, and on top of it, if it's some of these option plays where Justin Fields just isn't giving the ball to the running back or he's looking to throw the ball from the, from the pocket, some of that is on him. But these last couple of games, including this one, this is what we're looking for. And if, if wide receivers are running out there wide open or open enough or NFL open and he's not getting the ball to him, this is these are the dings. These are these are the demerits, right? These are the marks against Justin Fields that you hope to uh, have rectified by not only the end of this season, but especially going into next season. So if that was the game plan today, if that was what. The thinking was, was, hey, let's keep this guy in the pocket and see how much he's progressed through whatever they're seeing through practice. I got no problem with it. Just understand the weapons that he has and also understand the protection that's going to break down at some point. We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff. After a word from our sponsors. Spring is here and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily, yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Have you ever spotted McDonald's hot, crispy fries right as they're being scooped into the carton. And time just stands still. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 
Hey, this is Lance Briggs. You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff. This Bears team can only stay in games for so long with their talent. They not only uh, have to be, you know, um, as, as fundamentally sound as possible because there was a few penalties in the second half that stopped drives. There was one in the first half that gave the ball back to the, uh, to the Buffalo Bills that was a killer. Like, they, they cannot, they cannot error. And they've got too many young guys to not have these errors. So, you know, we know what this season is as Bears fans. We knew they were going to have a, a bad record. This was all about the uh, the maturation and the evolution of Justin Fields. Um, this was one of those games where he didn't give the ball away too often, right? I mean, you know, Nathan Peterman threw an interception, right? You, you didn't have a fumble by Justin Fields. And this is a couple of games in a row where he hasn't turned the football over. So there are steps, there are incremental steps and in progress uh, that, that we can see. But it's still not in the form of winning. And I think that's what these last two games are going to be about for me as a Bears fan watching. You know, they're going to have to find a way to win a couple of these games down the stretch. Going into the next season with a 10-game losing streak is not what you want. So whether it be against the Lions, <laughs> who got ran over by the Carolina Panthers. So if you're looking forward to something, hey, that run defense was exploited by the Panthers. If this is the best run game in the league, like the numbers say, you should be able to exploit it at Detroit inside, you know, with, with good conditions right in Ford Field and then you got the Vikings who who knows what they'll be playing for maybe they'll be resting guys maybe guys will come out for a series or two as they get ready for the playoffs but you got two games here against division foes I need to see the Bears win a couple of these games if not one you know if not one they, you know a couple may be a stretch but I need to see them win at least one of these two football games down the stretch so you, you some of that good good work and and fundamentals and you know, some of the, the the talent that we do see pop out every once in a while can be rewarded with a win, right? Because Jaquan Brisker getting into the backfield, getting a sack, or Kyler Gordon getting a, a, an interception for two straight games, or the play of Nicholas Morrow and Matt Adams uh, in that linebacking core is not getting rewarded with wins. And I know we talk process, process, and coaches talk about process, but these guys want to get paid off as well, not just on Tuesdays when they go to the bank, but also out there on the field. So hopefully against the Lions, it'll take place. If not, against the Vikings. But now we're starting to turn it to next year and what next year is supposed to look like. And I'm expecting the Bears to kind of cut down on some of these mistakes, some of these drop passes by some of these wide receivers, hitting wide receivers that are open in, in, in the progression instead of tucking the ball and running. And if you're going to keep Justin Fields back there, Making sure that you're protecting them. Like David Montgomery, I think, over the last few weeks has done a terrific job of blitz pickup. Maybe you're going to have to start chipping and helping with Riley Reeve or helping with Braxton Jones just so you can see this thing materialize into some wins because they need to get a couple of wins. I know, I know everybody wants to talk about the draft picks and, and you know, getting closer and closer to the top of the draft. But at the same time, uh, I, I want to see these guys come through in some moments that matter so that when we get to next year, we're not still talking about this team not being able to finish. Uh, and speaking of finishing, uh, shout out to all of y'all out there because I, I, I saw y'all and maybe y'all were, you know, uh, listening to the task at hand. And, and I appreciate y'all for complying. Uh, you kept your shirts on, white folks. I, I appreciate y'all. I was worried about hypothermia. I was worried about like frostbitten nipples. Uh, y'all kept y'all shirts on. Um, yeah, yeah, made sure your babies were out there wrapped up. 
Um, and, and the only black people, I got to be honest with you, that I saw out there at Soldier Field was our man on the scene, Tony Gill, and a few other stragglers. So speaking of, uh, Tony Gill's got a live report for, for the game because <laughs> he went to the game because he's a crazy person. We'll insert that here and finish up the rest of the pod on the other side of TG. All right, Jay. Leaving Soldier Field, walking out with the fans. Bears lose, but they kept it relatively close up until the end. Uh, did not see anybody with their shirts off, so proud of uh, our uh, non-community members who showed up <laughs> properly dressed. Um, it was cold out here, man, but we was good. Your boy had the United Club, so you know we watched part of the third quarter in there. Like, I wasn't going to stay out here the whole time. Come on, now. Let's get real now. Uh, but it was pretty lit. It was pretty lit. Had some great seats. Um, we were in the first row in the end zone, so got to see that first game. Uh, Davis touched down uh, in the first. That was pretty cool. Uh, man, man, all around, great experience. Great experience, man. Uh, another uh, side note. Josh Allen, very large man. Very, very large human being. Um, I would not want to run in there whatsoever. So, uh, again, Bears lose. This is Tony Gill. Important line from Soldier Field. I'll highlight y'all. <laughs> that man is committed. And for going out to, to that game, he should, uh, he should probably be committed. But shout out to our Tony Gill, man on the field, man in the street. Uh, had a good time at the Bears game as that wind and that cold is whooping his ass. You see how the cold take your breath away, ladies and gentlemen? For the people outside of Chicago, it was very real out there. And I know Buffalo got hit with a whole bunch of snow, so we're hoping everybody uh, in the greater Northeast and all over the country is dealing with this Arctic blast, this, uh, this winter freeze here in, during this Christmas time. So hopefully y'all are all good out there. We appreciate you so much. Hey, we always say it on this pod, and we definitely mean it. Thank you so much. Uh, this is our second Christmas that we have spent, second holiday season that we have spent with you here on the Full Go Podcast. We started was a little bit more than a year ago uh, after that first Sunday night game, Bears, Rams, uh, and you've been rolling with us ever since. So we appreciate you guys. We hope everybody out there is having a great time with their family and friends. Uh, this is a, this is an awesome time to get together and see how everybody's doing. Check in, share some laughs, share some smiles, share some stories. Maybe get on get onto a card table or two. Enjoy your finest libations and eat food and be merry, merry. Of course, it's the, the opening night for casual NBA fans. Opening day for casual NBA fans. Christmas is always center stage. I've always enjoyed. Uh, Christmas because of not, you know, not just the gifts. Gifts are cool, right? And I, I used to have some very lit Christmases back in the day, uh, thanks to my mom and dad and my uncles and my grandmother and all my family and friends. But as I've gotten older, as we all get older, we realize Christmas, the gift giving part might be more so for the kids, but the rest of the time is for us to reflect and, and just be happy that um, we are still here with each other, right? No matter what you got going on, if you are hearing this, then you are able to um, enjoy another day. Uh, and we also need to be cognizant of the fact that this time is very hard for the people um, around us who may have lost people recently or uh, just not even recently. Just think about the people who aren't here that they're so used to spending 
uh, this great time with. So check on your folks, check on your people, uh, call somebody you haven't talked to in a very, very long time, right? Say, hey, man, I'm hollering at you, see how everything's going. Or if you if you got somebody in your life who you, you've fallen out with in this past year and you think to yourself, man, I, I would be very, very sad if this person wasn't able to uh, know how much they mean to me. You know, hit them up, hit them up, because this is the time to do so. More so than gift giving, this is the time to make sure that the people in your life or the people who have exited your life, um, that they're still that they're still around and that they still feel some kind of love and feel some kind of togetherness and oneness because that's all we truly have, right? Um, I know this is going to be uh, a tough time for a lot of people. So, you know, just, just hang in there and hopefully um, hopefully the, uh, the holiday spirit takes over your soul. And if not, you know, Get a chance to reflect about how things will be different for you next year, hopefully. Uh, we, uh, we'll we be coming at you on Tuesday, uh, back into the normal swing of things. This is a shorter pod because, like I said, people are taking the day off. It's okay to take a day off every once in a while. So hopefully everybody out there is doing well. Um, shout out to you know my, my son, Jace Goff, who is enjoying his Christmas. Uh, shout out to everybody's kids out there, family and friends. Uh, want to also send a special, special shout out to my fiance, Pia Hollick, Dr. Pia Hollick, as she, uh, celebrates and tries to get through her first Xmas without, uh, her mom, the, the beloved and dear Miss Denise Ellis. Um, you know, we'll, we're going, we're going to soldier through as a family the way we always do. So once again, I just want to thank you guys for everything that you have done for this pod. Uh, over the last couple of holiday seasons and the last year and a half or so. Uh, I want to thank everybody who is a part of the the Ringer staff, the Ringer network, a lot of really, really cool people that I've had the chance to uh, not only get to know, but have kind of like internet friendships now, with. <laughs> whether it be Stephen Ruiz, uh, my man Big Waz, um, all the people, you know, Van Lathan, Rachel Lindsay, uh, Bill Simmons, Dollar Bill, of course, uh, and, and the people who have uh, affected my life very, very close to it. Like the, the people like Austin Gale, right? You know, CC, Carlos Chirabogo, or Eduardo Encampo, or the NFL feed, right? Like all the people who uh, kick out, churn out as much contact as they possibly can. Uh, good content, too. Not just, you know, not just content, but great content. So, Continue to be blessed. Hopefully, uh, we'll get a chance to talk on Tuesday, you know, if uh, Christmas holiday doesn't take over my spirit and my soul the way it already has started to. Um, y'all be smooth. Y'all be smooth. Uh, Bears lose 35 to 13. Hoping everybody out there is staying warm, staying safe, enjoying their time with their family and friends. This is Jason Goff for episode 190 of the Full Go Podcast. Want to thank you for hanging out with us. Want to thank you for downloading this thing. Want to thank you for subscribing to this thing, rating and reviewing it. Anything that you do for this pod, I truly, truly appreciate it. We will talk to you on Tuesday. As always, we leave you with this. Take care of each other and be safe. Happy holidays to you once again. One love.